You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's Homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena and pastor of Christ the King University Parish in Missoula, Montana. Yesterday I had the opportunity to do the B100 mountain bike race. It's a 100-mile race along the Continental Divide around Butte. And I had to, decided to do it when, when the quarantine hit and everything was canceled and I had nothing to do as a priest, literally couldn't do anything. Uh, it was either sit around or ride my bike a lot. Then I rode enough that I decided I was going to give it a shot. And prior to yesterday, I'd never ridden my bike more than like 57 miles. So it was a fascinating experience to sort of see how my body reacted to that sort of prolonged grind. Because you're kind of just running an equation. You're burning more calories than you can digest and process. So you're just, just hoping that you can get to that 100-mile mark before you're completely depleted. And I managed it. Uh, and it was, a, it was an incredible experience. But this homily is not a story about the B100. I brought it up because I want to talk a little bit about how I felt afterwards, not how I felt physically. It's pretty obvious. It felt horrible. Uh, still can't, my body still can't decide whether it wants to vomit or not today. But my desires, I guess. So there was the initial elation of finishing. Uh, staying alive, being done, you know, high five and family and friends who were there waiting at the end. But pretty quickly I, I started to think, man, I could have cut probably an hour off of that time that I just did. And kind of seeing the imperfections of the race. Or, you know, if I would have done some longer training rides, I would have known my stomach issues a little bit better and maybe I should do that for next time. Or like, man, if I can do a 100-mile race, what else can I do? And so instead of being grateful for, that I had just ridden twice as far as I'd ever ridden before without any significant issues, I, and the fact that I had been able to spend that day with some good friends and have some great, long, meaningful conversation while we were riding, and the fact that I'm just generally healthy enough to do things like this, I was, I was tempted to see the imperfections, and to look forward to the next thing. I think that's our human tendency. Uh, that's this world. When you get your dream job, or your dream home, or you ski the perfect line, or you eat the best sushi in the world, or you get a, partake in a glass of 30-year talisker or scotch, it doesn't matter. We're still not at peace. We can't rest. Not sure if you, if you saw the documentary, The Last Dance. It's about the Bulls. It's the only thing that us basketball fans had to watch for the last three months since the NBA season was postponed. But at the very end of the documentary, and this isn't a spoiler, because everybody knows how it ends, the Bulls win. But at the very end, the interviewer asks Jordan, he says, are you happy you, that you went out on top? You know, two three-peats. Are you happy with that? Jordan says, no, we could have won seven. That's unreal. Like Michael Jordan, the most famous athlete of all times, six championships, and all he can say is we could have won seven. Our heart will never let us rest. Just like in the Gospels, we're all, we're all treasure hunters. We're all 
pearl merchants searching for that pearl of great price that will finally bring us peace and joy that will finally satisfy. And so we search the world, kind of testing different things. Is this finally it? Is this the thing that's going to satisfy me? Is this the thing that's going to bring me joy? And we're so deeply aware of our restlessness that we've built a multi-billion dollar industry in order that we can distract ourselves from ourselves. You know, should I think about my life? No. I think I'll just go to the bar. Or I'll play video games for seven hours. Or I'll Netflix binge for an indefinite period of time. The rest of my life, maybe. And, but those things eventually give. They, they don't last forever. We can't keep distracting ourselves. So the question eventually rises to the surface. Where is that treasure? How do I find it? Because we're all convinced that there's a treasure out there. We know there's a treasure out there. It doesn't matter how someone identifies themselves as an atheist or agnostic, whether they don't know. Everybody thinks that there's something that's going to give meaning to their life. And we, and we all know there's a treasure, which means that there's a hider of the treasure. There's someone who has put it out there. There's something beyond us, uh, somewhere in the universe. Because treasure doesn't just appear. It doesn't bury itself. But we also know that it doesn't find itself. You know, we, we have to search it out. Uh, it's not easy to find, otherwise it wouldn't be a treasure. So, so the treasure is God, and he's hidden himself. And that's a mysterious thing. God has hidden himself in the world, that we might seek him out. He doesn't make his presence obvious. So that we might search the face of the earth for this great treasure that is God. And when we find him, we can't help but sit, sell everything. That's just the reasonable thing to do when we find God, that, that we turn away from everything else that we've ever known. Because when Christ grips us, when, he, when that moment of faith comes, we realize that that's a truth that nothing else compares to, that, that all of the worldly meaning and satisfaction isn't even on the same plane This is finally the thing, the one who can satisfy my soul, who can give me the rest and joy that I seek. So when we finally find that treasure and we set aside everything else, this this crazy thing happens. It's It's a paradox of our faith that God gives us everything back, but gives it back in a totally different way than we knew it before. Because this is an amazing world. Our our family and our friendships, our pursuit of excellence in whatever area that we love, uh, whatever hobby or work that we have, when we see it in light of our Christian vocation, it actually takes on a new meaning. Uh, when When we're not looking for that thing to bring happiness in itself, then it does bring us happiness as a sort of sign of God's love for us. So you're here because, to some extent, uh, to one degree or another, you found the treasure. You know that the Lord is the treasure of your life, or else you wouldn't be here. He's the pearl of incalculable value. So our goal then is to let that inform every aspect of our life, because there's probably something else that we're still trying to find happiness in itself from. that we're like, oh, we, I've got God, but you know, supplement with this thing to bring meaning to my life. We need to 
put the Lord in a definitively first place uh, in order that he can bring the proper meaning to everything else in our life. And also, we know that this treasure is bountiful, that it's infinite. That's the beauty of spiritual goods, that they're not a zero-sum game like material things. So we can share it, and in fact, we have more after we share it. So our goal as Christians is to share this great treasure that we found with those that we know in order that they can then stop that frantic search that is that, the search for meaning in the world. So what a great gift it is to have our faith. What a wonderful opportunity we have to dig into this treasure, to let the Lord take first place and then make the whole world meaningful in new and beautiful ways. And then that great mission to share it, uh, that great Christian mission to evangelize. Amen. Thank you for listening to Father Kirby Longo's homilies. To support the work of Mountain Catholic, please visit paypal.me slash mtncatholic. paypal.me slash mtncatholic.